Welcome back to Too Many Comics, uh, another interview spectacular. We are happy to be joined today by Francesca Root Dotson, writer, actor, director, and summa cum laude grad from Columbia University in New York City. <laughs> Aside from her many roles in short films and television shows, including The Jim Gaffigan Show, currently appearing as Echo on the final season of Fox's Gotham, also writer, director, and lead in the short film Free Spirit that's working its way through the festival circuit. So again, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. All right, let's start with the most obvious question. Your roller skating game. How'd you prepare for last week's episode? Okay, so listen. So here's the issue, which is I'm going to be completely transparent, which is that I did train arduously on my roller skates. But when we got to set, which was, you know, like in Staten Island, um, the (laughs) floor, I don't mean that. I mean that as in, I actually don't know what I mean. But if I implied anything offensive... I take it back. Um, it was very far. It was a trek and a half. You know, the part of Staten Island that takes like two hours to get to. So anyway, we get there and the floor is so pockmarked and bumpy and rough that the set coordinator, Norm, took one look at it and he said, Francesca, I'm not letting you roller skate on that. Oh, no. Oh. So, <laughs> so there's that is that is not me roller skating. I just I don't know if I'm ruining it. I guess I've just ruined it. But anyway, yeah. full disclosure. Magic of Hollywood. So, but leading up to that, I mean, so so I hadn't gone roller skating myself until about three weeks ago. I actually mm-hmm. got back on a pair of skates and went to something, uh, Dreamland. I want to say in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's like four, the four wheel kind. That's old school. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was like, please don't break your ass. Um, yeah, it's very dangerous. So I mean, we, I don't really like fast vehicles in general, but um, it's tough to break on the four wheel ones. Yeah, I basically, I mean, it worked really well on my apartment because I would just run into the wall and that's how I stopped. (laughs) It was like a little trickier when we got to set, you know, Uh, so. All right. So you've been on Gotham for two seasons now. You probably Mm -hmm. got six or seven under your belt. What did you know of the show before that? Like, how did you prepare to actually come onto the show? It was a a one off originally. Yes. Uh, I did think it was a one off. I mean, to be totally frank, I barely prepared at all. I, uh. I did my audition for the original. I actually, when I auditioned for Echo originally, I did it with a Russian accent, um, which is something I played a lot of Russians uh, or Eastern, you know, can sort of just be vaguely Eastern European. And, um, you know, probably spent 20 minutes making the tape, sent it out and didn't give it a second thought. And then my manager called me and he said, you booked Gotham. And I was like, I booked what? So just because I was you make it sound so easy. You know? um, no, I mean this is after thousands of rejections. Do you know what I mean? But what, at a certain point, you get rejected so much that you stop caring about anything, and life has no meaning, which is actually a place of great power. <laughs> Understandable. You know? Yeah, but our uh, says that if you have no expectations, everything's a bonus. So there you go. Totally, just thrilled to, they would have me. You know, so what part that you didn't get looking back, you're like, I wish I had gotten that, or that we would know of even. You know what's so funny is all the parts where I was really like, man, I can't believe it. I was perfect. Hey. All of those parts, all those shows failed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, having nothing to do. But there was this one one show last pilot season that I, I felt I was – it was another villain actually. Not nearly as fun. But anyway, I was so right for it. I was perfect. Uh, and they just – I don't know what happened. They just didn't see it. And then that show never got made. You know what I mean? So I sort of – I don't really ascribe to the philosophy that everything happens for a reason for a reason. But I sort of feel like, eh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I take I, I the expression, everything happens for a reason. Good fortune. It's like you won the lottery. Mm. Everything happens for a reason. But I, 
<laughs> but you're right. When I look back on, on, on things that I did not get that I thought for certain was my destiny, mm-hmm. I know what happened to those opportunities. And that, that expression rings true. Not at the, not mm-hmm. at the moment, but certainly now. Mm-hmm. So going back to the character of Echo, which I thought was cool in its initial uh, introduction. Thank you. I, I thought it was very mm-hmm. – well, you took down the original proto-Joker. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've got him. Mm-hmm. Um, when you knew that it was going to take a turn – to I guess we, are we allowed to say Harley? Because I feel like there's a restriction against actually saying. Um, I mean, at this point, because the sh- I mean, maybe I would be. At this point, I think we can say it. I mean, like the show's over, nobody's paying attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> um, I, maybe if the show were continuing on, I would get like a phone call and I'd get in trouble. You know, the guy, guys, uh, you played both versions of the characters could not be more different, right? One's, one is much more introspective. One is a lot more loud. And, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say cartoonish because that sounds glib, but mm-hmm. much more uh, true to the, to the character on the show. How did you sort of prepare for that version of it? Do you look to other people who played it? Or do you say, I, I'm doing it do my own way? No, I did. I, I wanted to, like, you know, be well-informed, you know, more with the animated series because that's where it came from. Um, so, but I did watch both that and then, you know, Margot Robbie's version. And I, you know, the main thing was like the voice. So I kind of listened to what they were doing, but I then wanted to find, I mean, I, I, I'm like pretty tired. So I, I was maybe about to do something really annoying, which is that I was going to whatever, talk about the tonality of where the voice rests in their register, whatever. We don't need to talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> the point being that like I found, I tried to, to find that elevated pitch, but from a different, coming from a different part of the body so that it didn't sound, I didn't want to do something very nasal. I guess that's mm-hmm. a layman's way of saying it. So once I found like the motivation and found that voice, then everything followed after that because it's such a huge shift that it sort of, it then informed my physicality and my face and everything. So I just found the voice informed by what they had done, but then I I looked at that stuff once, and then I didn't look at it again, and then I just found my own motivation, you know? Gotcha. So I, I can only imagine, I mean, you're on this show, but you must be much that much more on the radar of other comic book people in, in, in the industry, uh, nerds out there, uh, people that go to the, <laughs> to the, to the different conf- – hey, I'm owning it. I'm a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But has that has in any way you know, piqued your interest into – come up a culture which used to be a little bit like you didn't talk about it when i was hmm. growing up and now it's a lot more out there with the mcu and hmm. all these tv shows are you any more interested or have you dipped your toe into what that culture is really like to a greater extent well i dm with hella fangirls i mean so i like him i feel like i'm learning so much more um i mean I think it's great. I guess, I guess I, I mean, I'm, I'm coming at it from a selfish perspective, which is like, it's so nice to be appreciated by people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny because like really early on, like from last season, like it was a first, somebody had made a super cut of, of not just what I had done as Echo, but everything I'd ever done ever. And I was like, whoa, man, what the hell? I was like, that's fucked up. And then I was with this like self-described super nerd uh, who was like, it's not about you, man. It's just about the IP, you know? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, whoa. I was like, it's not about me, you know? And that was really freeing. And so now I just feel like it's great, you know? Like, people make fan art of me. And I'm not, maybe I'm going to sound like a pompous asshole, but, like, after you've, like, hit the pavement for years, you know what I mean? I'm like, audition after audition. Like, to have people, like, make fan art of you and like give a shit is so tight you know so i love it i mean i think it's 
amazing. I think it's great. So I'm just like, I've become, yes, I've become a huge appreciator. Like growing up, Batman was like, Batman was, truth be told, the only thing I felt closely affiliated with. You know, like I loved Batman growing up. I mean, I specifically came up with the Tim Burton movies, which are just like seared into my mind, you know? Um, So it did mean a lot to me to be like welcomed by that particular fan base, you know? You know, at one time somebody actually did a super cut of Too Many Comics, and we felt similarly. (laughs) How could you take our... (laughs) Totally, man. So g- getting involved with, with the show and, and having some you know inkling of, of Batman growing up, what was what was the first day on, on set like being in a you know a, Dude, a world a, like that? That's the thing is that like and I don't know I hope that no like casting people are listening to this. I honestly rolled up that first day on season four. I like didn't know my lines. I like didn't really know that much about Cameron. I didn't really. I just kind of like showed up not in an irresponsible way but I just was like you know what man I think that spirit is just gonna be with me you know and I was like and it'll just happen and then I got to set (laughs) and and there's like 500 there's a 500 person crew on that show you know what I mean and I suddenly was like and I still actually maintained my sort of blase attitude and you know I learned my lines during the rehearsal process which is brief and then it all just kind of and in some ways maybe it was better you know, that like I just had no idea. I didn't really understand how beloved, beloved Cameron was, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, which maybe if I had known would have like messed me up because I just like, you know, I mean, I take him down in that scene and I was just like, I don't know who you are, motherfucker. You know what I mean? So <laughs> and it worked, you know, I mean, I think he may have been a little bit like Jesus, you know, but <laughs> it worked for the scene. So well, clearly so- it was successful. So <laughs> the, the attitude was uh, worked well. Yeah, I mean, I would say I took that attitude once in 503, once that transition happened. I mean, I put an incredible amount of time into working, into learning all that language and working on the character. So, I mean, be on par the whole thing balanced out. But yeah, I mean, the thing is that, like, truth be told, sometimes you spend so much time, like, auditioning and trying a job that once, by the time you get the job, it's sort of like an afterthought. Which, man, I understand that sounds really bad. But I... I, uh... Well, you're just sort of like, well, if I got it's so hard, to, the bar is so high to get anywhere that once you get in, you're like, well, that just must be it, you know. So that actually, I just uh, mentioned this to uh, some friends of mine last week, where I was like, you go for the, your dream job, you go for it, you go for it, you go for it, you get silver medals all over the place, and when you finally get the job, you're like, well, well I have to do this job. You got to do the work. Well, no, but you know what's crazy though, man, is that like, because yes, I've been wanting this for so long, and then you get on set, and I was on TV, and I was like. Oh, man, it's just another job, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just another job, you know, because I've been a waitress. I do like peer counseling with people. And it's like that's the thing is that it's not some kind of like extended high. It's just another job. People get bored. People have make jokes. People, You know what I mean? It's just another way to pass the time. Is it sad at all that it's it's wrapped and, and done? Yeah. I mean, it was like I loved working on that show was so wonderful the crew was incredible i had so much fun on that show maybe because i was like playing a fun character but i just like i would just i don't know i I would just joke and talk with everybody i'm pretty social on set you know because i feel like it's important to make everybody feel a part of the whole thing you know i try not to be like i don't i'm not really into the hierarchy that can establish itself on a set you know Mm -hmm. and what i found was what i loved about gotham is like everybody from like the top executives from john stevens is a fucking sweetheart, you know, like from the bottom to top, it was just filled with wonderful, nice people. So yes, I'll miss it a lot. It was really sad, you know, 
and especially because I felt like, God, I was like, I could do this shit for like three more years, you know, but um, <laughs> that's just not how it worked out. So. Were you able to take anything from the set to remember it? Yeah, I actually really, I thought they were going to tell me no and to go away and I was being greedy, but I got the first outfit I, I showed up in as Echo, which oh, is a awesome. $900 sweater I was wearing, designer sweater. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so you've got, uh, just to, to get away from, from Gotham a, a tidbit, mm-hmm. a, a little more about you. you you got a background in writing. Um, mm-hmm. You've made the, the leap to the screen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where, where are things headed for you now? Are you, are you more so interested in writing, going to stay acting, more directing? Um, I mean, uh, I mean I've, yeah. So I have that film, which is actually a feature film, Free Spirit, that I wrote and directed that's going to be premiering at a, a film festival in L.A., the Los Angeles Women's Film Festival, um, next month. And yeah, I would say that my, my hope long-term is to, I have a number of different projects that I've written and I, I did study, you know, creative writing and I've been writing fiction since I was a child. And then about five years ago, transitioned into more writing, although I still write fiction. Uh, I still write fiction today, but mostly writing for the screen. And, um, yeah, I think my hope is to be like writing and directing films for the rest of my life. You know, if I can support that by being a series regular on a network TV show, you know, that sounds great, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yes, long-term, I mean, that is my main, um, but I love acting. I mean, I love to perform, you know, I've been performing since I was a kid. So it's not as if I care about one more than the other, but I do making my own work is something I've, I've always done. Um, so I do, you know, plan to continue that. Okay, so speaking of its pilot season, uh, anything that it you can tell us you're working, anything you're working on, anything <sighs> that we should look out for? I mean, no, I can tell you that I, I go into like 15 auditions a week. No, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, I have four today I'm doing. Um, no, I have no information yet, you know. Um, but you can pray for me. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can put in good thoughts. I don't know. I mean, the thing is that like, you know, whatever shakes out, I've just like, my experience has always been is that like, whenever I get attached to an idea of what things need to look like, that's inevitably never what happens. You know what I mean? So like, maybe I'll book a pilot. It'd be tight to book a series regular for like, from a financial perspective, but you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. And I feel like whatever works, you know, it doesn't really matter. Everything's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, you're catching me on like a real like existential <laughs> bent right now. Yeah. Yes, like well, that's, that's what happens after a day of having to do this. I know, all right, totally. <laughs> all right. So uh, the worst is behind us. We typically mm-hmm. close out each of these interviews with what we call rapid fire. I mean, just some very quick, non sequitur questions. Um, I want to say you did something recently with Uproxx in the same vein. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna ask you the same questions. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Best slice in the city. I don't like pizza, man. What? I know. <laughs> I know. Fan I know. not favorite. I know, man. <laughs> All right. So I guess then we know Hawaiian pizza is garbage, then, right? Um, I mean, I get why people are into Hawaiian pizza. I get it. So I'm not going to say that it's garbage. Sorry. That's <laughs> all we have is why. All right. Uh, best city for a struggling actor, New York or L.A.? New York. And why? Because it's a community that's small here. So, like, you can you can get you can get to know people, whereas L.A. is like a vast, endless expanse of nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the James. Gaffigan or, Gaffigan or Spader? Spader by a hundred thousand miles. Okay. Okay. I have to ask then why. Next question. I mean <laughs> Yeah, let's go to the next question. Yeah. All right. Go to karaoke song. I'm like I'm one of those people who has only done karaoke twice and it's like really tragic when I do it. 
like not in a not in a fun way, just in a kind of like, ooh, that's kind of pathetic. You know, once I got super trashed and I performed Never Tear Us Apart by NXS, that was the worst. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just, I just like, cause I want to be good and I'm like a little bit good, but I'm mostly not good, but it's clear that I care. It's just like a lot of ego in a way that people don't really respond positively to. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mary casually date kill Columbia university, Columbia, the clothing brand and Columbia, the country. Mary casually date, casually date and kill and kill. Kill Columbia, the clothing company. I would never be caught dead in that. <laughs> um, casually date Columbia, the university. Sorry. <laughs> and I would say marry Columbia, the country for the cocaine, huh. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Headline. Actress. <laughs> Love Columbia for the coke. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably the best we ever got, actually, on this show. Oh, uh, very casually date kill second edition. Ice cream, froyo, and pudding. Come on, man. Uh, um, I mean, I, so you're talking to somebody with a really profound sweet tooth. So it's like, <laughs> it's like you're presenting me with like some devastating options. I would say that like froyo's fun because it's just fun to like pump that thing and then put mm. too many toppings on. But yes. that I could put, that's bottom rung. And like the thing is that like look, I have pudding, but rarely. But when I do have pudding, I love it. But then I eat ice cream constantly. So I don't. I would say that you can then take from that what you will. I would have a hard time. I get. I've eaten maybe because I've eaten so much ice cream in my life. Maybe I would go with pudding. I mean, am I the one that goes with? I prefer froyo. I like the taste. Am I the only one? Yeah, you are. The yeah, one. yeah. I, mean, I, I like, really like it, but I'm taking. You're like a you're like a girl in seventh grade who's counting calories. Well, <laughs> I like the taste. I do. You know him so well already. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I know. This song from the Empire Records soundtrack. Uh, I was gonna say, what's the rock star's name? The guy, the fucking asshole. Oh shoot. <laughs> I was like Gavin Graw, something like that, right? Le- oh, Rex, 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 man, Rex, Rex, sexy Rexy, his song, <laughs> <laughs> his music video. Do you remember that? Oh wait, oh. Santa More Money More on the beach. I mean, no, the no, the best, no, the best song. Wait, sorry, the best song would be I want that cover of I Want Money. I love uh, money. Good. That's what uh, that song, you know. <laughs> I never met a girl like you before. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my first, that was my first attempt, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Karaoke this weekend. Here we go. Okay, so finally, most mm-hmm. flattering act you've been compared to? Audrey Hepburn. That's pretty good. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I used to have, I mean, I have, not used to, I do have dark hair. I am not a blonde. So when I had my dark hair, uh, that's what I would get a lot. <laughs> Now I get nothing. Now I just like a, look like a vapid cloud. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Francesca, that we've come to the close of this interview. Now, uh, mm-hmm. where where can one catch Free Spirit if they wanted to watch it? Well, once it's done running in festivals, either it will be distributed or I will distribute I will distribute it myself. So if you just follow me on Instagram, uh, and my handle is. Francesca Joe Ruth. Um, if you just look at that, I'll be sure to update about when the movie is going to come out. Well, thanks so much and mm-hmm. best of luck with that and with mm-hmm. pilot season and everything else. It's mm-hmm. been awesome having you on. We Thank discussed you so much. Multiple times on the show. Please don't listen. Um, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yikes! Yeah. But it is it is awesome. Thank you for taking the time, I and if, if you have more of these to go, you know, best of luck with that too. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your night. You too. Okay. Bye.